All right. You ready to go there, Reg? All set? Cool. Let's just get started. Let's no no lollygagging. Let's go. Levels are in a good spot. Microphone seems to be in a good spot here. I don't know what's going on, but everything seems to be running smooth. So let's not uh let's keep that train on the track. Are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. I'll give you the three S's. I'll give you the uh, give you the countdown. You give me the music, and we'll get started here. All right, let's do it, my friend. Star, smile, strong. Those are the three S's. And here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. And welcome to another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. It only makes sense. (laughs) We're there. Also, don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast. But most importantly, get out there. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell anybody who listens to a podcast that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs, too. Your loyalty and devotion, and of course, that little extra effort. You never know. Holidays are coming up. You might find something extra in your stocking. Also, if you like what you hear, don't forget, you go to WGNRadio.com. You go to the podcast section of the site. You Hit the prompt for this podcast, and you will be inundated with a plethora of podcasts. They're all over the place. They date back, hopefully, to when we started this five years ago, right up till last week. So you can catch up on the first ones we did a long time ago, or maybe some over the last couple of months or a couple of weeks if you haven't. But the goal is to get caught up. So you know what we're talking about right now. According to my calculations, welcome to episode 284. What I wanted to talk about today is certainly uh, uh, an incident that has been in the news and will continue to be in the news. It was a shocking story, and uh, but I also... Uh, think that it 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 speaks to a larger issue that's going on around us that I think we need to at least identify and recognize and perhaps begin to do some work on and it's not that hard this is one that could be done pretty easily there's a lot of difficult <laughs> problems in our world these days and some of them have been worked on for decades and centuries and we still can't seem to get the right solution. This one, I think, is is fixable. We can alter this one if we identify the problem, acknowledge it, and do something about it. That's usually called the solution. <laughs> we have a problem with those three steps a lot. We don't like to do, if you don't do all three, you can't solve it. You've got to acknowledge it. You've got to, well, first you have to identify it. Then you have to acknowledge that it exists. And then you have to put in action something that rectifies the situation. 
a lot of times we don't do any of those three and we still expect a solution. <laughs> we throw money at something. We don't follow up on it. Uh, the incident I'm talking about is over the last week or so, the Alec Baldwin tragic incident on a movie set, a film that was being made called Rust in Santa Fe, New Mexico, where horrifically uh, the film's cinematographer, a 42-year-old woman, a mother, a mother and wife, Helena Hutchins, was killed. And the director of the film was injured when a supposed prop gun, which should not have had real ammunition, real bullets in it, was not only loaded, as it shouldn't have been, but then sadly it was used and the trigger was pulled and a life was taken. Very, very tragic. Uh, It's initially, and it has been called, an accident. But as the weeks have gone by and more information is becoming available about the circumstances surrounding this incident, I don't know if you can call it an accident. An accident is something that we can't plan for. But is something an accident when a dangerous situation was allowed to exist and it wasn't rectified? And then, naturally, something bad did happen because a dangerous situation was created and not attended to? Is that an accident? I don't know. We use the term accident waiting to happen, which usually implies there was some major neglect going on. And that's what seems to have happened here, and we're still finding what's going on. But sadly, if you haven't heard the story, uh, Alec Baldwin star and producer of this film called Rust is practicing a, a gun move with a weapon that he has been told was a cold gun, meaning in the lingo, it was not loaded with ammunition, that it had blanks or that it didn't have anything in it. So there was no safety concern. And so apparently, allegedly, he's doing this move um, in front of the camera and actually points the gun at the at the camera because that's going to be the shot that they will eventually do for the film. And so naturally the director and the cinematographer are watching him during this rehearsal and everybody believes that this gun is empty or at the very least has blanks. And sadly, when he pulls the trigger, he took a life of the cinematographer who was right there watching this because she's going to wind up filming this when they actually do the scene. Horrific. As I said before, just, uh, I mean, this, the expectation, uh, you know, when you go to work is that you come home, you, you, the expectation is that there's safety at your job. And, uh, so this is a, is a tragedy on many, many levels. Not only was a life taken, but, you know, inadvertently taken. I can only imagine uh, 
what Alec Baldwin is going through right now as a person. Whether it was an accident or not, whether, you know, obviously it wasn't meant to happen, uh, there were a lot of breaches in safety protocols here. Um, But the bottom line is somebody is dead. And whether he meant it or not, he did pull the trigger that ended and cut short a life. 42-year-old mother and wife. Helena, or Helena maybe, uh, Hutchins. So very sad, very sad. But when I'm reading this, as I'm finding more information about it, it was impossible not to be compelled to to look into this story, not only because of a high-profile actor involved, but then just the circumstances surrounding it. A lot of questions being asked, still a lot of answers to be given, uh, but we're slowly getting uh, a sense that there was a lack of safety or a, it was a it was a loose set if you will it, things were not as tight as they should have been in terms of the way the set was being run and certainly in the form of safety protocols allegedly there are some stories from people on the set members of the crew who who were making complaints about uh how there were a lot of safety measures not being uh adhered to there's allegedly was some kind of a walkout perhaps or people saying that they didn't want to stay on this set. And uh, so there's going to be a lot of things that need to be understood as to how this happened and why this happened. And I've even seen some political pundits mentioning that uh, there is a possibility that it could be some legal ramifications Somebody could be charged with involuntary manslaughter and not necessarily Alec Baldwin, even though he pulled the trigger um, because he, you know, may be, you know, he, he certainly pulled the trigger, but he certainly may be without any guilt because this was not done deliberately or with, uh, you know, malice aforethought. I don't want to brag, but I did go to law school for a year, so I know that term. <laughs> but um, but what it really, to me, and, and so this is a very horrific uh, set of circumstances and a, a horrible, uh, you know, result. And we're going to see in the next coming weeks and months the full story as to what happened, and I'm sure. And who knows? There may be some legal ramifications, and perhaps there should be if there truly was criminal negligence that went on here. But when I'm reading more of the details as they came out, it, it, it reinforced an observation and, a, and, 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 a, and a, a thought that I've had for a while now. And this just seems to crystallize it. Now, it could be isolated, but it also could be expanded. If you look at how things are in everyday life that you yourself may observe. I've been observing this for a while, and I've, I've, I've talked to friends and people about it. I may have even talked about it on this podcast, but I didn't go into it into as great detail. But you tell me what you think. And these are just my thoughts and observations. And as always, you can go on my Facebook page, and um, I, I, 
I post a link to every podcast on my Facebook page three times a week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So certainly there is the opportunity for you, if you do listen to the podcast, to respond positively, negatively, or just add your own uh, opinions on what I'm talking about. You don't have to disagree or agree with me, but you may just want to state your own opinion on the topic that I'm talking about. But I would like to bring this up because I think this was is a very sad example of a, what is emerging to be a bigger problem. When I was beginning to read some of the details coming out of the circumstances surrounding this, this sad killing on this movie set, I was... Surprised and not surprised to see that the person in charge of handling the guns, in charge of the ammunition, in charge of the overall safety of the guns on this set was woefully inexperienced. 24-year-old woman daughter of a well-known and respected, apparently, prop master and gun handler on films with a very distinguished reputation and career, but nonetheless, a 24-year-old daughter of his who got her first job as the head of the props at 24 years old on a film before this one with Alec Baldwin. It's a film called Rust. Apparently there was another film that she worked on recently with Nicolas Cage. It was her first job as the head prop person who would be handling these guns. And through investigative work, it's come out that on a podcast, she herself even expressed doubt that she had enough experience to be given this job. So, initially we can say there obviously was nepotism involved here. A well-known, long-time prop master has a daughter. He's trying to get her in the business. He knows some people. They trust him. If if she's his daughter, she must really know the ropes. She's been around him. And so, sure, Let's give her the job. I don't know the circumstances surrounded it, but I could only, and this is pure conjecture, but that's one aspect of it. Let's just put it that way. However it happened, a 24-year-old with admitted lack of experience gets a job to oversee potentially fatal, and in this case with Alec Baldwin, the potential word now is is, is removed, with fatal weapons, and fatal circumstances, is put in a position of great, of, of great responsibility. And the question is, is this person qualified and ready for it? And that's the point that I think that we need to start to investigate. Whatever happens here, this, as I said before, is a tragedy with Alec Baldwin. And if you're Alec Baldwin, as I said, I don't even know how you get past this. This is, this is emotionally and personally, whether he meant to do it or not, he did pull the trigger. 
So I, I and I, I think Alec Baldwin's going to have a hard time coming back from this. Now, Alec Baldwin, admittedly, I think you have to admit, even if you like him or not, he certainly seems to have trouble following him. Um, I don't think he did anything. From all the reports, it seems as if he didn't do anything irresponsible in this case. He was told that this gun was cold, meaning it didn't have any live ammunition in it or it had blanks in it. So he was relying on the people whose job it is to know this and to make sure that it is safe. We are always in a leap of faith in whatever we do, and that's why we have to do our jobs the best we can. We cannot scrimp. We cannot be lackadaisical about it. And I see this going on. There's two issues here going on. I think we are putting young people, young, inexperienced people, in jobs they're not ready for, that they do not have the experience. But we're in a youth-driven society now where everybody has to have a title. Everybody has to be constantly built up and, and constantly complimented. Everybody needs to get likes on their Facebook page. Everybody has to be seen on TikTok. Everybody, you know, everybody's goal now is to be viral. Me, 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 look at me, look at me. And we as a society, I think, are getting hurt because we are buying into this and overlooking one important aspect. Experience counts. Experience works. Experience delivers the expectations and delivers the results that you want. Inexperience leaves doubt. We sadly are devaluing experience and valuing youth. And I think what we're seeing is an overall inefficiency in a lot of things. Just casually, do you notice that overall things just don't seem to be running as efficiently as they should? Do you notice? Now, there's all, I mean, you know, we're human beings. So we're, we're, as I've said many times, you know, we are, we are, it's built in that we're flawed. There's always mishaps. But I've been noticing there's a lot of things that have been going by the wayside. We've had a lot of, of catastrophes things going wrong. It seems more than they, we used to. And inevitably, many times when you see this, you're seeing people that are probably in over their heads. And it's not necessarily their fault. 
they have ambitions, right? And they applied for the job, but so we shouldn't tell them don't take a job. Someone's going to offer you a, 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 this job with a lot of experience that, you know, a lot of responsibility on it. You feel that you can do it. But in this case with Alec Baldwin, the, the woman who was the head of the props, 24-year-old girl, even herself wondered if she had the, the experience. But at the end of the day, she took it, right? We all will take it. Now, it takes a big person to say, no, I'm not ready to do that. But it also takes the person that, that is in charge to realize, am I putting the most qualified and experienced person in a job to get that job done correctly? I, I, you know, I, I, I've been going, you know, and you can make these observations when you just go to anywhere. Uh, any place where, where where services are being rendered to you, do you notice how things are kind of inefficient? And the sad part is, we observe this and we are accepting it now. There used to be a time when I mean we would expect expert customer service, and now. You hear the story, you come home from a store and you say, oh my God, I went here and the salesperson did this or the cashier did that. And you roll your eyes, but you go back to that store. You accept it. What can I do? I will tell you that, hey, look, every store, every restaurant, every kind of place that, you know, that provides products, that provides services on a given day, at a given time, at a given hour, in a given minute will have a bad day. The, the aisles may be messy. Uh, you know, the, the products may not be there. You can't find a salesperson. I understand that. But if you see, if you go to a store and that's consistently done, then that's not an anomaly. That is par for the course, and that should be unacceptable. And, and I can say that there are many stores that I have gone to, over, especially over the last couple of years, that I used to go regularly, and I don't go anymore. I'll give them a bad day. I'll give them two, maybe two times, three times. But after the third time, if, I, if I'm not getting satisfactory service, then X mark on that place whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a store, whatever it may be, whether it's you know calling on the phone, whether it's a website. Once, I'll give you. Twice, I begin to wonder. Third time, that's, that's not an accident. That's how you do business, and you're not going to get my business. But sadly, we seem to be accepting this now. We're accepting less than 100%. We're, we're, we're accepting less than 100% of effort. You can't, I mean, hey, look, nobody's 100%. But at least you say, hey, at least somebody tried. You, a for effort, right? I'm not seeing a lot of A for efforts anymore. And I don't know if it's because everybody at the end of the day is doing a job that they don't want to do. They're doing it because they have to. And meanwhile, they're all expecting to be reality stars or tic-tac tic tac stars, you know, TikTok stars, or they're going to be they're going to be uh, you know discovered on a reality show or on a game show. I don't know, but we're certainly fame driven today. Everybody has you know everybody's got their own show or their own you know 
TikTok or their own everything. So everybody's expecting this. So meanwhile, they go to work and they're not really into their job. Now, when I was a, a young kid, I had a job at a grocery store. I was a bagger and then a cashier. I knew that that wasn't going to be my life's work. But when I was there for those four hours a shift, I was at that job for four hours. That was my focus, and I did the best I could at that job for that time. It wasn't my life. I knew it wasn't going to be my career, but that didn't mean that I could slough off or not do the job. I was being paid. I was there. I should do it. How many times have you gone to a store or a restaurant? And like, for instance, a restaurant. Have you gone to a restaurant and the host or the hostess at the little podium that's going to seat you, when you walk in, this is the first person that you have contact. This is your first impression of the restaurant, whether it's going to be a good experience or not. And how many times have you walked in and you see that person's head down And they're checking their phone. And you have to actually get their attention. Their job is to be standing at that podium with a smile on their face to greet you as soon as that door opens. They are the first line of contact. I recently went to a restaurant. That's why I bring this up. I recently went to a restaurant and we went to the hostess stand and there was four of us. It wasn't as if you don't know there's people there and we're standing there and the hostess is got her head in this phone and she's scrolling to the point where I actually rattled my keys and then she looked up. She didn't even get a sense that there were people standing in front of her. I had to rattle my keys and then, oh, oh, welcome. No, I've been here for 35, 40 seconds or a minute. I should be saying welcome to you. So right off the bat, I've got a bad taste in my mouth about this restaurant. But you know what? I didn't turn around and walk out. I went and sat down. I accepted that. I probably should have said, you know what? You look busy We'll find another place. Now, she would have probably said, oh, my God, what a jerk. And probably would not have even gotten the message I was trying to send is that you just lost a party of four for your restaurant because of your ineptness. And maybe the next time I will do that. I'm thinking about it now, and I mean, you know what? I should have done that. And the next time, I'm not going to accept that. Because as I said, I've gone to some, some retail stores and not just, and not just you know, bargain places or even mid, mid but some you know, you know, quote-unquote luxury stores and have not gotten the service that you would expect. And especially at those places, you expect that because you're, they're, they're charging you more. That's part of the, the charge is the service you get. But sadly... We're not getting the service that we should, and sadly, more importantly, we are accepting that. And I've and I've crossed some stores off my list and some restaurants, and I think about this place now, and I wish I would have thought about it 
and just said, you know what? That would have been a great line, wouldn't it have been? You look busy. You know what? We'll go someplace else. And she would have probably texted to her friend that she was scrolling with, oh, my God, these people just walked out, and they gave me some lip. And she wouldn't have got the message. But how many times do you see? I, I've been shocked as being a, uh, a former cashier at a grocery store. I've been shocked to see cashiers at any store, whether it's grocery store, department store. They actually have their phones on the cash register, and sometimes they're checking it within your order. Have you seen that? I have within my order. The cashier will be blip, blip, and then all of a sudden they stop, and I see them clicking on their phone during my order. <laughs> I mean, I, I, when, I was, when I was working there in high school at a, at a grocery store, I mean, we would have been fired in 10 seconds if we weren't paying attention. There was no cell phones at that time, so that wasn't a distraction. But my gosh, I mean, there, were, there was a certain decorum and a certain behavior that you were expected to to exhibit while you were at the job and now there's just a looseness and uh whatever and oh okay well you know hey you know what i mean and hey i got your i got your 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 order done i got you to your seat what's the big deal it's you know that whole whatever well you know what the whatever on this set led to a death Now, I'm not saying that all young people are bad workers. That's not my point. But what I think is happening is we have more than ever, and this is not necessarily a new uh, dynamic, but it certainly is in the last 25 years or so, if not more. Because in today's world, everybody needs their self-esteem lifted on a regular basis, on a, on a minute-by-minute basis. Everybody, need li- everybody need, needs likes. Everybody needs to be seen on their Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, or Twitter. We all need likes. We all need shares. We all need all this, this, this constant positive reinforcement. And that's driven by a younger generation that grew up with that incessant self-esteem boosting, in many cases not even deserved. And so it's no real surprise that in adulthood they still need that. But what we're also seeing now is we have really made a, a major decision culturally to favor youth over experience. And... Experience counts. Experience counts. And we are, as society, more apt today to give people who are younger with less experience more, put them in more responsible jobs. And what we're seeing is what we expect they fail, they make big mistakes that a more experienced person would not make. Now, why do we do this? Well, first of all, there's no doubt there's a huge youth movement. We have put youth ahead of experience. No question about that. There are jobs in every aspect of the world today 
that 20 or 30 years ago, people in their mid-20s would never even be close to getting that now they have. That's just the way it is. We are, we are, we are certainly more youth-oriented. As I said before, everybody needs a title. Everybody expects to get a job the minute that they get out of college. And they expect to have a, a high-level uh, you know, title job. There's no, there's no such thing anymore as start at the bottom. You see this in all aspects. In, in sports, for instance, you're seeing now managers of, of sporting teams, baseball and many sport guys that, and women that have never coached at, at any level become managers. Before, you had to have been in the, you had to be a minor league coach for five years and earn your stripes in the minors, and then maybe you got a chance to coach a team. After you spent five, six, seven years, you know, after being a player, for instance, you know, riding the buses and being at A-level ball and staying at bad hotels, you paid your dues. There's very little dues paying today. This 24-year-old woman who got this job, who for whatever reason, either she put the bullets in the gun or she let someone else put the bullets in the gun or she let the gun sit there out so that someone could grab them. And the expectation was that the guns were not loaded. She didn't go through any learning experience. She didn't pay any dues. She's 24 years old. She wasn't on 15 movies as an apprentice or as a second or third in command observing the experienced person do their job. She wasn't. She's 24 years old. It's impossible. There's this whole thing about putting your 10,000 hours in and all that stuff. Regardless whether it's 10,000 hours or not, you used to be, you used to have to have a resume. You used to have to have real life experience and real life results, proven track record to get to a certain level. And today that is being bypassed. We are seeing people much younger than usual, getting high responsibility jobs, and we're seeing them fail. And for some reason, we're just accepting it. Look at, look at Facebook. We talked about, I talked about Facebook a couple weeks ago. Mark Zuckerberg. I don't even think he's 40 years old. He's at the head of a $9 billion business. Could you imagine that 30 or 40 years ago? Whether it's a man or a woman, that's beside the point. CEOs used to be in their 50s and 60s. They, they worked 35 years at a company, and then they finally were ready for the top job. Now, no experience necessary. And what we're seeing is a lack of execution. And sadly, not only are things not working as they should, we as a society are accepting less than 100% in both the effort and the execution. And that's, that's a recipe for disaster. Now, there's been a lot of stories coming out of this film set, Rust, that, that, that things were very lax, they were very... Uh, a loose set, if you will. And I think more things were coming out there. There allegedly were people on the set 
before this, a week or so before, that were lodging complaints, that were supposedly walking out because the set was, was, was not adhering to the safety protocols as it should. Apparently, this 24-year-old woman who was the head of the guns on this had a problem on her first movie ever. So I don't know. Is this, a, is this an accident? Or could you have predicted this? By putting somebody... Now, you know, once again, now this is an independent film. Alec Baldwin, from what I understand, was one of the producers. Now, I don't know if he was a producer in theory or a practical producer. Many times, uh, you'll notice on the credits, uh, the actors will get a credit, executive producer. It's basically a way to give them extra money in the budget. They make X amount of money you know, on the, in their salary as an actor, and then they're also in the production budget. It's, a, it's an accounting game, and that's what goes on. I don't know if Alec Baldwin was really making the budgetary decisions, but the, there are allegations that perhaps this woman was hired not simply because of nepotism, not simply just because her father uh, had a good reputation and was, um, was well-known, and so that factor played into it. But perhaps in an effort to cut the budget as much as it could, you hire a 24-year-old with very little experience who comes much cheaper than a 40-year-old or a 50-year-old with 20 or 30 years of experience. So if you're cutting corners and you're worried about budgets, you go for the inexperienced and you go for the cheaper person. And then this is what happens. I expect a huge change in how guns are used on a set and as well as should be. What I don't understand, in, first of all, then you're hearing stories, once again, allegedly, that there were, I mean, why were there any live bullets anywhere near this set? It's, it's make-believe, right? <laughs> why, why are there any bullets? That's the whole idea of a film. It's not real. So why were there any? Now, there's been allegedly some stories around that these, these guns were filled with bullets because during breaks in the film, some people were going out, since they were out in the wilderness filming this film, uh, they were out shooting beer cans with real bullets. So that's why the guns were filled. Un- unacceptable. And if that's going on, if you had somebody that had a reputation, that had some gravitas, that had some real authority, if someone said, look, uh, to, the, to the prop person handling the guns, you know, I'd like to, uh, to you, know, you know, during a break, we got three or four hours, I'd like to maybe just go out to the wilderness there and shoot some beer cans. Can you fill these, these guns up? An experienced prop person with real authority, would say no, and that would be it. But a 24-year-old might have a problem saying no, especially if they're intimidated, they're on their first or second movie, they, be, they don't want to be yelled at, they don't want to be shunned, they want to be part of the gang, they want to be cool. Come on, it's no big deal. We do, we're doing a lot of corner cutting. Look at several years, uh, several months ago, or maybe it was last year. Remember when that uh, 
when that uh, that building collapsed, that that condo building in Florida collapsed, and they were talking about the the structural problems and the uh, the 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 overall the regulation. Uh, the inspectors letting stuff go. I don't know the ages of people, so I'm not. But my point is, another example. That's that you know that never should have happened, right? Is the same way when you'd go to a movie set expecting it to be a safe place. The same time, same play time when you go to your your job expecting your safety at the very least. You may not like your job, but you certainly expect that you will. Uh, that you will have safety there, right? That should be a safe place. Same thing when you when you walk into a building, when you walk into an apartment building, you don't expect it to collapse. You expect that the that the owners are taking care of it, and and if, and if they're not, you would expect that the government regulators and inspectors are making sure. That if the that, that if the owners aren't taking care of it, then they are making a point to say, "Hey, we're going to close you down if you don't." But why was that allowed to happen? We're accepting ineptness. We're accepting less than what we should be getting, and you know, and then we're 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 having vigils and saying prayers and being sad at the outs, you know, in the aftermath. But what about preventing this? And we're accepting that. But I'm, we're seeing more catastrophic things like that building collapsing, like this problem with Alec Baldwin. We're seeing catastrophic, deadly results from people not doing their job, from not taking the, the seriousness and the responsibility of their job, of cutting corners, and I believe that's partly due to right now we are putting an emphasis on youth over experience. And that's sad. There's some other catastrophes that, that have happened that I think we could point to. And I'm sure there's going to be other ones happening. So my point is keep your eyes open now. Now that I've I've kind of brought on light on this, when sadly there will be another catastrophe of some sort, right? I mean that's just that's just life. But when it happens, take a look and see what the circumstances were. And I'm just noticing that I'm seeing a lot of things happening. And I'm seeing many times the people in charge have very little experience. Whether it's a cost-cutting measure, whether it's a capitulation to the youth movement, but I'll say it again, I'll keep saying it, experience counts. You cannot teach experience. And for those of us who, who came up in a career in our careers where you had to pay your dues you may have felt i am ready to do this now we all do if you have any driver ambition you always think you're ready before you are 
And sometimes there's merit to that. But at least you have shown some kind of aptitude. But when you, in this case, a 24-year, there's, you can't, there's, there's just no, there's nothing you can say. She's, she's only been out of school for two years at tops. If she, I don't know if she went to college. But we know that she was only on, she herself wondered if she had the, enough experience. So she's like being thrust into this job, not even knowing why and not feeling confident. And that's, that's the problem. We have to start to value knowledge and experience. We can't cut corners. People are losing their lives. Children lost their mother. A husband lost his wife due to pure negligence and to pure inexperience. Now, what, what, what I find interesting is in today's world, in a movie world, right? Why are there, why do we even have blanks in a gun? I mean, in today's movie making world, everything is done with computers, Right? And dating back to the earliest days, they always had sound uh, engineers who added sound effects later, right? So I wouldn't be surprised if moving forward, and I don't know why, why, why is there a need to have a blank, even a blank? There shouldn't be any kind of ammunition, ammunition anywhere. Add the sound of the gun in later, in the post-production. When all these computer guys are adding all the explosions and all that, add the gun sound. Why does the gun sound need to be there on the set? If there's no blanks and no bullets, there's no chance for anybody to get hurt. As the phrase goes, we'll do it in post. Add, add the sound later. Now, I don't know. Do they want the, the macho of it uh, you know, on the set? Does it, does it help the, the, the mood if you're at least hearing a gun sound? You know, hey, it's called acting. Then act. But I guarantee you you're going to see some major changes as well there should be. But I don't even say, you know, so if, if this whole, if this is true, this alleged story that, that there was live ammunition on this set because people were shooting guns during breaks at beer cans, oh my God, I don't even know where do we start on the ineptness and the, and, and, and the corner cutting and the, and the irresponsibility and the immaturity of that. But at the end of the day, it was this person's job to make sure that those guns did not have bullets in them. And if they did, they were not out where anybody could just grab one and do what happened. So I'm sorry, but this 24-year-old woman is responsible. That was her job. And if she cut corners, that's her fault. And she may have cut corners for many reasons, stemming from the fact that she didn't have the experience and the inner experience 
authority and the gravitas to say no that comes with experience and knowledge and a proven track record of success. And that takes time. But it seems that many people today, they don't want to wait. And that's understandable. The part that doesn't make sense is the people that are hiring them aren't valuing the knowledge, the experience, and the track record. Many of these people that are getting these jobs, having, like I said before, like you know, ma- managers that have never managed before. Cubs manager right now for Chicago Cubs, Dave Ross, never managed a team, maybe not even a high school team in his life. He went from being a player to a manager. Boom. I'm not saying that's never happened, but what I am saying is it's happening more often. We are seeing untested people getting jobs of high responsibility that have no experience at all in them. And that is a recurring kind of fad right now. And it's leading to not only bad results, but in this case, fatal results. We shouldn't accept that as a society. And hopefully, as sadly, more incidents like this happen, dangerous, unsafe things happen, maybe as a society we begin to wake up and say, you know what? There is something to be said for experience and knowledge. And maybe we are putting people in positions of experience or, or of, of, of great responsibility, and they don't, have the, they don't have the knowledge, experience, or maturity to handle it. There's nothing wrong with that. They shouldn't. They're young and untested. But today, that doesn't seem to matter. Go ahead, 25-year-old, go run a company. 25-year-old, you know, 28-year-old, be a senator. 22-year-old, do that, you know, oh, the, oh, fantastic. Well, you know what? After the excitement of, of this young person, then let's go back. Let's, let's get past the, the press conference of when we announce this exciting news of this young person. And then let's see the job they do. We don't do the follow-up. Let's see the job they do. Are they quietly fired two years later? Did they produce? Now, granted, I, you say, Jim, you know, you're you're middle-aged guy, so this is obviously your your view because you're looking at, you know, you've got experience, and you're so you're jealous of the young person. No, that's not the case. I'm looking at track record. If there's a young person, Steven Spielberg was 22 years old when he was making, you know, in Hollywood. He was a wonderkind. That's what that means, a young person that's just, you know, young for their age and, and succeeding. I have no problem with that. There are some people that are extremely talented and that at a young age, they have it. They, whatever it is, they have it. If you produce, more power to you. What I'm seeing is I'm not seeing 
the results. I'm not seeing the production. I'm seeing catastrophic and fatal incidents happening because people are in positions of great responsibility and they're either cutting corners, not doing their job, or they don't have the qualifications and the experience to do it. But we are pushing people and elevating people before their time. And we're paying the cost. We're paying the price. You know, we have, there's a, there's, in our daily lives, there is such a leap of faith with whatever we do. We are counting on other people to be doing their job, and they are counting on us. If you are in a, you know, think about the, think about the, 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 the leap of faith when you get on an airplane, right? I mean, you are putting your life in the pilot's hands, and you don't even see that person, right? How often do you see the pilot until maybe the end of the, of the flight? But for the most part, you don't even see the pilot. And you put your life in that person's hands. But there's a social contract and there's, there's, a, there's a, a leap of faith that that person has been, is experienced, has done what it takes. How many times do we see these plane crashes? Oh, well, the, the, they weren't, uh, this was their third flight or they weren't, uh, you know, instrument, uh, you know, trained or whatever. That means they weren't qualified. They were in a position that they, they, they didn't have the, enough experience or the enough knowledge to do the job right. And guess what? They didn't do it right. We're seeing that happen more and more. We shouldn't accept that. We need to understand and we need to get back to the fact that experience counts. How many times are these fatal accidents going to happen, whether a building falls down or a person gets shot at a movie set or whatever the next one is? How many times will it take for us to understand that knowledge and experience counts? That's not just some old guy saying it. That's a person who's looking around and seeing catastrophes happen that shouldn't have happened. If people with knowledge and experience and a track record were put into those jobs. We see when things go right, there's no catastrophes, right? But how many times do we see when there's people that are not qualified, then guess what? Something goes wrong. I'm, my, 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 I'm just asking you to, to observe now. And you could, you could say, well, Jim, you know, I think you're just out of line. You're, you're just kind of, you know, like I said before, some old guy that's, uh, you know, just kind of saying, in my day, no, I know, in my day, things went wrong, too. I'm not saying that. But I'm just seeing more people in higher job levels with less experience and less knowledge that are being elevated. And we're seeing things not running as efficiently as they used to. There used to be a training ground. There used to be dues paid. There used to be a sufficient time for people to learn their job at the, the basics before they rose to the next level. And today's world, we are skipping important levels of experience and knowledge and elevating people too soon. And we are seeing the results of that. If you look around, as I said before, 
do your own little study. And in, I think you'll, you'll come to the same, uh, you know, the same conclusion that I have. You'll see inefficiencies. You'll see that things are not running as smooth or as efficient as they should or as they used to. And we're accepting that. I pray that there will be some major changes on movie sets after this. I hope so. Because if this woman died in vain, then it's an even bigger tragedy than it is right now. At the very least, hopefully, her death will wake up the Hollywood community to the importance of safety and to the importance of, as I said before, there's no live gun, there's no live ammunition of any kind. There's no blanks, there's no bullets, there's no nothing. There shouldn't be. This whole, this whole, this whole enterprise is make-believe. So why do you need a gun of any kind? You could even, you know, the funny thing is, in today's movie-making world, they have, what the heck, they create people out of nothing now. We have the, the, the computer capability of creating, of creating full-bodied people that don't even exist, that people think they exist. So you don't think that on a set that you could make the little gun, the little gun thing with your finger, with, the little, with your index finger and your thumb? And then in, 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 and pretend to shoot it. And then in post-production, they can just create your hand and show and a gun and show it firing and make the sound effect. Yes, they can. There's no reason in today's world with the capabilities on film, the way they're doing it, that there needs to be any kind of a real or live or gun filmed with anything. So hopefully that changes. But in the bigger aspect, I hope that we start to see that experience counts. We have to, we have to, we have to, uh, I don't even know what the word is, value that. Because we're going to see more things go wrong. We're going to see more people get hurt or get killed because there are people that are not qualified because well you know i can get this person for cheaper or i need a young person you know what 30 isn't old that's still young but this 24 year old person who was in charge of the guns probably could have used another three or four years under her belt in terms of being an apprentice, being a lower-level person, experiencing this, maybe getting a little more experience and a little more responsibility as she goes until she's ready. Instead of being thrust into this and you see the result. Not just a bad job, being done people complaining boy this that person was terrible no 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 that's you know that's we're, we we get as i said before you go to any store you'll see that any day the sad part is that inexperience led to a child losing their mother a, a husband losing their daughter 
a parent losing their daughter. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, a husband losing their wife and a parent losing their daughter. There are consequences. I don't know what's going to happen on this. I don't know where it's going to go. Criminal charges will happen. But I hope a lesson is learned in this specifics and they change the rules on movie sets. But more importantly, it's up to us to start to look around and not accept ineptness, not accept less than what we expect. We shouldn't accept it. If you go to a store and you see it's not running efficiently, don't go back. The bottom line usually sends a signal. And as I said, as a society, I hope that we start to realize that we really put our safety in other people's hands. There is a re- we are relying on other people so many times during the day to do their jobs and do it right, to follow the rules. And if you're put in a situation, in a position, in a job that has great responsibility, you can't cut corners. You can't say whatever. There are some 24-year-olds that are as mature as some 50-year-olds, and there's some 50-year-olds that are as, as immature as some 24-year-olds. I understand that. But my point is, let's take a second look here. When we're putting people in positions of responsibility, we have to also look not just at how young and cool they are, but what their real qualifications and their real experience, because lives can be lost. And that's important. Forget about balance sheets. Forget about profits. We're putting lives at stake when we're not valuing experience. And that's what we just saw. It's a sad day, and it's a sad situation. But all I can tell you is if you're in a position of hiring somebody, of putting someone in a position of of responsibility. Just remember these two words. Experience counts. And so ends another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. Don't forget... Send a message, send a link, tell your friends, tell your family that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs too. Your loyalty and devotion is much appreciated. Hope you enjoyed episode number 284. I'm Jim Toronto. I ain't here on business. I'm only here for fun. You've been listening to Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic from the end of the web to your screen.